check, check one. Check one, check one, 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 one. Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. Well, I guess that's a good way to start. Yeah, a little bit. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Not bad. All right. This week we're watching Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Ooh. Yes. So this is a Western? A Western. Okay. Yeah. A Western, a buddy picture, a chase film, uh, mm-hmm. cops and robbers with strangely unseen cops. Huh. Um, there's uh, the American West. Okay. Uh, there's the South, Amer- South American wilderness. Okay. There's trains. Oh. There's no planes. Oh. And a uh, whole lot of... Uh, a lot of shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of hitting and stuff. Eh, you know. The good guys the good guys hit a lot of stuff. Oh, gotcha. Bad guys don't hit much. Alright. Yeah. And um kind of an interesting uh comic tragic uh film that is actually on my uh on my own personal list of Really? Yeah. Nice. Of uh, favorite films. Alright, well um, then uh let's get to watching so I can make fun of it. Oh that sounds that sounds good. How All about right. how about if I do this? Uh this is uh Episode number 28 of the okay. 100 of Some Movie Thing podcast. I'm uh, Mr. Bowen. That over there is Andrew, or uh, at the fro. Hello. Uh, on the Twitters. And, um, yeah, this is uh, number, which what, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid is number 73 on the AFI Top 100 Movies of All Time list. We're going through and we're watching each one of them, and... Uh, then we sit and we talk about them for mm. an hour. So thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes, uh, you know, after the theme song and after we watch the film. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. So if you were, uh, if you're going to cue this thing up, it's available on Netflix um, right now on the Instant Watch. So uh, cue that bad puppy up and uh, take a look. I think you'll, I think you'll like it. Yeah, you can start it right about now. Um, okay. What'd you think? Um, that was... It It was really good. Yeah, that's that was, right. That was really, really exactly. good. Exactly. <laughs> that is what I am talking about. All right. Um, yeah, it's just this, there's not really anything to make fun of it because it was kind of self it was self ridiculing. It was a little bit. It was a little bit self aware. Yeah. It, a, it, it had its. It had its jokey yeah. moments. Yeah. Um, you really weren't kidding about the chase movie with uh, the bad guys being kind of off in the distance. <laughs> Holy I know. crap! I know. <laughs> every every depiction of like the main antagonist. Yeah, exactly. Was like a f- a far wide yeah. shot. Oh yeah, yeah. He was. He was. He was yeah, uh, he, thousands he, of yards away. You couldn't see his face the yep. entire movie. Nope. Yeah. Exactly. Wow, okay. So, um huh. All right, so this is the this is the story Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid of two notorious outlaws who are riding the west, robbing banks. And this is trains. not an origin story either. This No, is... it's the end, it's actually the end of the road story. Yeah. Which is nice. So, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, wow. 1969. I think it's, we it's can been, spoil a movie. 40, it's been 44 years. I think uh, I think we can probably spoil this one. We can probably spoil a movie that yeah. came out so um almost 45 years ago 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, so this film is about Butch and Sundance. Uh-huh. They're bank robbers, train robbers, general ne'er do wells. They yeah. they they uh, play cards. They they uh, they smoke. They drink. Draws. They gamble. Um, they're both in love with the same woman. All right. I'll buy that. And uh, they are, well, just generally having a good old time just being being train robbers and bank robbers. They make it. it look really, really easy. They make it look fun, don't they? Yeah, kind of. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, which that's, is... that's probably because, you know, Paul Newman and Robert Redford just look so damn good up there on the screen. They make it look good. They just look like they're happy to be there. Probably. Yeah, they're probably. just happy to be working. Yeah. Um, um, this is the movie that put Robert Redford on the map as uh-huh. a star. He was like the fifth choice or so to play. Um, actually, and he was he was the fifth choice to play um, Butch Cassidy. He huh. was originally, uh, Paul Newman was originally cast as a Sundance kid. Really? So originally when he was cast, the roles were reversed. Huh. And they switched them in pre-production. So, yeah. Is that kind of like John Travolta aging out of the... Uh... The role in Battlefield as the main character, dude. I <laughs> Battlefield Earth. You're gonna bring up Battlefield Earth. Yeah, it's like one of the best movies uh, ever made. One of the and finest westerns one of, of all time. The worst movies ever made. Just that's just we're just gonna compare and contrast those two. Did you actually see Battlefield Earth? I did. Oh, good lord. Did you? Yes. Yes. Ugh. You. We all had that night when we were just we just looked at it and said, Ah, fuck it. Watch. Yeah. Okay, so back to the show that anyway. you're actually enjoying watching. <laughs> um, so, okay, so it's the story of these bank robbers. They they know they're at the end of the career. Um, they rob a train. Uh-huh. And the, the idea is that they'll rob the train going to the... Uh, the mining camp. Yep. They'll rob the train on the way back. <laughs> so either way, they're going to have one way they figure if they don't get very much, oh, they're not going to hit us. They're not going to get hit again. Yeah. So they are sent the other direction. Yep. Uh, and uh, are the, which they send is, the train the other direction. Which they is figure. hilarious. Right. So they rob the train and then they start getting chased. Well, by let's, before six, we, eight guys on horses. Before we get to that, let's, let's talk about like just how... Because the reason why they made it look so much fun is because there was literally somebody in the, in the film who they ro- they start robbing the train and the guy jumps out and he wants to watch. He's oh like yeah, because they're famous. About it. They're yeah. famous. Yeah, yeah, and we actually see that repeated several times in movies since then. Um, you pointed out the the uh, the uh, outlaw or not the outlaw the. Um, the assassination, the assassination of Jesse, of Jesse James, James by, by the, the coward, coward Robert, Robert Ford. Ford. Wow, look at that! Yeah, a long ass title for a really good movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the scene. There's a scene was, in that movie. It was where almost like, a oh shot my for... god, that's Jesse James. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna get you know. Yeah, it was almost a shot for shot of the an homage. An homage, they like will. to call it. Yeah. Except they had hats. They had like the big. So like, you like the? Masks. So do you like the? The sort of everything was sort of accurate, um, except for maybe the sort of seventies hair and the 70s hair and then kind of like the banter <laughs> that i mean like oh they, it's definitely a modern film they walk up set in the old west yeah, they, which is which is pretty awesome i they mean walk they, up it work. they, when it works yeah. it works yeah you know um a knight's tale was like that as well oh yeah that's true you know where it had the modern modern mm-hmm. references set in the medieval time it worked mm-hmm. it worked it was not quite as well done but yeah it's just the one thing that kind of bothered me is that they had witty banter with everyone i mean <laughs> it, well, 
I mean, gonna be, if you're going to be a witty banterer, you I mean, might as good, well be a witty banterer. It's a good thing, and I really everyone. enjoyed it, but it was one of those things where it's just like, nobody has that kind of rapport with everyone. I mean, everyone had that had a rapport with each other, which, you know, is a sign of a cohesive cast, and but they all really got along, but at the same time, it's just like, they're all talking to each other like they're old friends, even though one of them is getting robbed, and the other one is robbing them. Well, I think... I- yeah, that's that's true. But that's a credit to William Goldman. Yeah, that is true. You know, the screenwriter and the actors themselves uh-huh. playing the playing the roles that they made it come off so effortless, you yeah. know, and, and they made it seem like stuff. yeah. Um and let's talk about that a little bit. This is another William Goldman um screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh the last one we saw was All the President's Men. Yep. Um he also wrote uh, Princess Bride. The book or the film? Yes, actually. Oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> Marathon Man, I think is one yeah. of his. There's a whole mess of movies that he... And they're all different. They're all wildly different. Yeah. You know, compare, compare this one to... But here's the thing, is that they're all kind of parodies of the genre that they're in. Ah, parodies or just sort of know, knowing winks? They're, they, yeah, they, they're written with a sort of tongue-in-cheek, a nod and a wink to the I guess, to the genre. Yeah. It's not necessarily you know? parody, because parody is very obviously yeah. like a lampoon, very, making fun of it, very self-aware. Can be, can be, can be. Um, can be. Airplane is an example of a parody. Indeed. Uh, Scream. Um, yes, parody. Parody. This one, this one was self-aware mm-hmm. without going into parody. About, True. Without, yeah. So, um, with that, you have a very intelligently constructed script. Absolutely. That plays on the rapport of the of the characters in the story uh-huh. and the character and the actors who are playing the parts two very charismatic actors who could po- quite possibly just be banging up against each other saying I want more screen time kind of yeah. you know and they they that script kind of forces them to like rely on each other to to look good and Absolutely. to make each other look yeah, good. Yeah, you pointed it out while we were watching it that they are the two. They are two halves of Han Solo. Well, that's true. You put too, these two together into one body, and a, it's Han Solo. I think that's a little bit different than the point I was trying to make. Um, you were making a joke, but I it was, was still no, like, but, yeah, but, that's it's kind of. You but that's make... another one of those inspirational sort of things. You know, you've got these this these characters and the 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 wit and the and what I'm what I'm talking about though is how the script serves the movie script serves the actor serves the movie serves the actor serves the script so you have this sort of cycle that goes around um within that 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 so they they're all supporting each other yeah and there's a kind of a mobius strip yeah makes a makes a good movie yeah um in a odd and poignant kind of way um yes anyway right so they're so the uh, the the weird the way they introduce the main antagonist, mm-hmm. uh, and I say right. main antagonist in the sense that the only bad guy in this movie. Um, there were a couple of bad guys, but no. Well, the but focal no, point. No, like heavy breathing, mustache twirling. You know, there's here's the bad guys. Ah, they no. were just you know there were these, enti- this there was other a- this sort of entity that existed. That lent lent attention yeah. to the film, without actually having to introduce another scenery chewing Yahoo out there saying, "I'm gonna get them." <laughs> I'm, yeah, he had zero lines, and I think the best look who, we got of him was the back of his head. Who also represented the law? Yeah, that is enough. true. Yeah, so you've got an antihero mm-hmm. uh, in these two or two antiheroes. Antihero, yeah. I think it's antiheroes. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, it is anti-hero, anti-hero rounds. Um, <laughs> and then you have the lovely Catherine Ross as the uh, as the uh, female lead, mm-hmm. who is who's sleeping with Sundance, uh-huh. but clearly in love with Butch Cassidy. It's, it's a love triangle that they didn't explore. They did explore. Well, very well, in fact. Well, the thing is, is that there wasn't like the, the way that love triangles are supposed to end in films. The trope, the the trope, yes, the cliche on, is yeah, that right. the the two men begin fighting over her, right. and then she doesn't want either of them. Right. That's the trope. That's the trope. The trope, or she picks one over the other, and she picks one over the other. Um, generally, it's the guy that she wasn't seeing. Um, and so, what did what did William Goldman choose to do in this film? Neither. Exactly. Which I loved. They didn't fight over her. Uh-huh. Both accepted the roles that they played in her life. Yep. And then she left. And then she left. Yeah. She bugged out. Yeah. And said, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go home before you guys. And they're like, well, okay, if that's what you want. Okay. See ya. Bye. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I loved. That was fantastic. Um, reflection the, of the times, perhaps. Maybe. Or perhaps it was an attempt to build her character to make her a more, a lot stronger, more independent woman or something like that. Kind of portray like the, uh, the, um, yeah, just a sign of the times, I suppose. Right. Right. Like I said. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Awesome. So, um, yeah. So after, after she leaves, um, well, after she leaves, pretty much that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Because the, like, the next scene is them riding into a town, having a nice little lunch, and then they get shot up by the Bolivian army. Yeah. yeah. So, so they, they tied it up very quickly. Yeah, which, which was, was nice. kind of nice. Uh, then again, it was also kind of like a, well, well, that escalated quickly. Wow. Look at it go. Yeah. Um, I read some, I did some research on this film, um, unlike the other films. But I, you know, I wanted to know. This is your favorite, one of your favorite. It movies. It is one of my favorite movies, and and some of the stuff I knew. But I, I specifically looked up because Roger Ebert died um, last week, and he reviewed this film when it came out, and talked about how he thought that the film sort of lost its edge at the beginning. After it, 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 it starts off great. It starts with this. You know the scene that introduces the, char- the two characters uh-huh. um, very succinctly. It gives you very clear, like this is what Butch Cassidy is about. This is what Sundance Kid is about. This is how they interact together. Uh huh. And then it start and it starts the movie off, and we're both in the pockets of these guys immediately because they're likable and affable, and we're charmed immediately by Butch. And then it sort of degenerates over time into a chase film that then sort of ends in this bloody violent yeah and which he was comparing to Bonnie and Clyde oh um at the time because they wanted to capitalize on on the popularity of that but i think and and possibly that you know they knew that the wild bunch was either in production or had just been released they came out you know, around the same time yeah um as far as as far as when they were released so, you know, with like within months of each other, I believe. Um, but that it lost something that it had. You know, you've got the characters and then they introduce the woman. Mm-hmm. And she's strong and she works f- with them instead of being a, a distraction. Or a damsel she's in a distress. Focus, she's a nice focus for both of them, she's not weak. She's not a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. She's just as strong-willed and strong-minded as they are. 
and she's able to be a good foil for them. Yeah. Um, so that builds. And then there's the chase. And that, his his comment was, he spent, a, the, the director spent a lot of money taking his crew out to these locations and didn't seem to want to waste any of the footage that they had shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's these these long shots, these long sort of Western tableaus of great giant vistas, mountains, purple skies, beautiful uh, arid uh, landscape, and then there's these little tiny horses <laughs> run across with a little dust trail behind them. And then you have Newman and Redford trading quips, and they they turn you know they turn around and they look they're looking at these guys and there they are and it's nighttime and they got lanterns yeah you know and they're still chasing them across this this long expanse of of open basically desert yeah but they're like who are these guys <laughs> you know they have no idea who what you know who's chasing them what's happening yeah but then we learn about these other characters in the film in a kind of we like... only see as a dot on the horizon, yeah, or a a, a a tiny shape bouncing across the landscape with dust trailing. It's a horse and a guy in a white hat, and they know yeah. from that that that's this lawman, and he's they chasing. They think it's them. this lawman. They think well, they they think because he always wears a boater. Yeah, you know, he says it's a white straw hat, so they figure that's the only guy. But he doesn't work outside of Wyoming. Well, here he is. You yeah, know, and who's that other guy? What's the? There's a guy getting off. How are they how are they tracking us over rock? <laughs> You know, they, and then they oh, Indian. there's this full-blooded Indian that we heard about back in Denver at this. So they give you some information about it, but you don't ever have to meet these characters. Yep, you don't have to say, okay, so Lord Baltimore is played by you know Key Grip. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you with the horse, go down there and stand, and you know, just hold the horse, just stand there, and then squat down, and then ride and, the horse, and look like you're look like you're looking at the dust. Yeah, like done. <laughs> you know yeah. that's the movie making part of it yeah and then the story comes from them sitting on the rock going who are these guys <laughs> and that's the and they ask you know paul newman asks and kind then, of offhandedly then and then redford asks and then paul newman again and at that time we're like yeah who are these guys who are these guys what you know as as movie as movie goers we can sit there and say well wouldn't they normally introduce us to these guys at this point? Yeah. We're like, oh, we can't have a movie without a villain in it. So we got to... Can we? Know? But there's there's these great sight gags in this film that aren't... You know, it's not like a billboard for some some movie that's coming up that's in the back background of a movie now. Yeah. You know, it's not a... You know, it's not that kind of thing. But, but you know, it's not a Jaws 4 poster from Back to the Future 2 with a, yeah. you know, thing. Or anything like that. It, it's it's they're sitting at the top floor of the brothel, yeah. looking out the window because they know the posse is going to chase them back to town. Yeah, and they send the old man who's at the brothel out to talk to him and say they just went that way ten minutes ago. Go get them. And they ride and they and they ride off. So you see them standing and looking out the window, and there's the dude sitting on the porch, and the posse rides up, and he gets up and he puts in like I don't know, and then points and they ride off. Yeah. So everything's cool. Yeah. And then, you know, Butch goes back to to uh, the, 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 the hooker, hooker. The hooker yeah. that he has, the whore. He's got her outplayed oh, by um, Cloris Leachman. 
in a very, very, For a very big, tiny minor, minor role. role minor, minor role, Cloris Leachman, who but it's uh, like, you, later was in Last Picture Show. Oh, look at her. She's talking about how much she cares about him, even when he doesn't have money. Right. And those she, are like she the only lines she's taking, she has. She's taking her clothes off, and he gets up and walks across to the room because you hear horse you hear horse hooves coming back. Not after, not and before he, uh, they, Redford jumps over the bed. <laughs> yeah, Sundance comes back in. They look out the window. And there's the old man standing out there, puts his hands up in the air, and then points right at the window where they are. Yep. So there's a, then there's an escape. So Oh, my God. That's, you know, yeah. trying to scare off the horses. Yeah, he was trying to He's trying to scare. Ah, yeah, spooking the horses. And they won't yeah. go anyway. It's like, God, somebody trained these horses really well. Yeah. You know, so a little kind of, you know, lawmen and yeah. horses. They don't spook because you shoot a gun. Yeah. You're a horse. Horses you know? don't spook. The army would train horses like that. So, yeah. yeah. So there's a, you know. There's the thing. They're almost always out of ammunition. Yes. Although yes. they never run out of ammunition. They're almost out. They're like, I'm low on bullets. I've got, uh, this is all I got. Well, we better go to the mule. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, um... But that kind of, that kind of witty banter, that kind of back and forth still exists today. Yeah. In buddy films. It's rare, though. And it's really rare when it's done well. Yeah. Um, it happens a lot. It's it's rare for it to be really a done A good example of it would well. be, um, The Other Guys... The other guys had a very good, had a very Butch and Sundance kind of feel to it. Yeah. It worked. Yes, definitely. Very well, because the, the quips they were making were well within their character yeah. boundaries. And they were, and, and the thing is, is that the, the two characters mushed together quite nicely. And um, granted, they didn't have the... Mushed? Yes. Mush. Mushed? Mushed together? Yes. Or meshed? Mushed. Mushed? Okay. Meshed. I don't, fuck, I don't care. It's a okay. word. It still works. All right. They mush together quite well. Go on. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> even though in the the film, like the other guys where it was like, it was very obviously it had the very like um, buddy, buddy cop um, trope. He's by the books and he's an accountant. This guy is an off the rails super, super cop. <laughs> How are they ever going to solve this crime? It, kind of wah, basic. Wah, wah. Pretty much. Right. So, All right, um, so in this case, you've got the corduroy cowboy <laughs> and and um, cool cool hand Luke. They're together. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they they didn't really have like they're polar opposites. They, they did like in like buddy cop films or no, oh now now wait a minute no that's not true that's not true really. Butch was very gregarious and outgoing. Uh-huh. He was very much the the schmoozer. Yeah, the 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 fast talker, the idea yeah. guy. Right, and Sundance. Was a bit of an he's the trigger man. Yeah, he's the guy that you know. He's the name. Yeah, very quiet. Very you know, that they established that right at the beginning. Yeah, you know, he goes in. He go, Butch goes into the bank at the very beginning of the film, and he looks and he watches them close the bank. Yeah, they have all those shots of the doors closing and the shutters and everything. And everything. Being and he's up. like, "What happened to the old bank? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. People kept robbing it. Yeah, like that's a that's a small, small price, price to, to pay. pay for beauty. Yeah." You know, so he's like, he's talking to a guy who could very well be robbing 10 minutes later. Yes. But he's in there and he's like, hey, what's up? Hey, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Smooth talking. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then they introduce Sundance. Very closed off. Very quiet. Hat over his eyes. Playing cards, dealing, not losing, being accused of cheating. And then essentially on his name alone, getting out of a gunfight. Yeah. Because Butch... In an attempt to ease off on the situation, back down everybody's tempers, introduces him as Sundance offhandedly. Yeah. Well, you know, Sundance, whatever, you know. Let's go, Sundance. Let's go, Sundance. Let's get out of here. It's like, oh. 
I didn't, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you were the Sundance kid when I uh, when I accused you of cheating. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. See, I would I would have killed you if you would have killed me if I draw on you. You're gonna. Yep. yep. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. You know. So there's that. There's a little bit of that self doubt there, but he knows what he's about. Yeah. That's he knows true. what's happening. He knows what. He knows what time it is. True, but the thing is, is that their their <laughs> kind of their characters are a lot more believable than um, ones that you would find in you know buddy cop comedies or um, a lot of times, of yes. Yeah. But then again, you know, wisecracking cowboy, wisecracking cop. I mean, how how much how much wisecracking can one take on the day to day on on the the day in day out of the job? If you were if you were working with John McClane, uh huh, on the beat, yeah, what. Yeah, tell me you're not going to transfer to another, you know, give me another fucking partner. Please. This guy, this guy, come out to the coast, have a few laughs. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. It's fun in the movie. Yeah. It's fun in that, in that two hour space. But could you imagine actually working with that guy? Well, I'm kind of that guy at work, so all right. I, could, I your co- could you imagine your coworkers? I don't think my coworkers you? like me that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. See, there we go. Right. Clarity at last. Oh, hush. <laughs> Jackass. All right. I'm sometimes that guy at work, too. Yeah. I think we're all that guy at work sometimes. But if we if we were all that guy all the time at work, we'd never get anything done. No, of course not. Never. Absolutely Because people would be like, fuck, I can't. I can't. I can't work with this guy. I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so after, after all that, uh, they decide in, after a kind of a, like a, offhand conversation that they were having riding up to the hole in the wall which was like a cliff like mm-hmm. thing um their hideout essentially for the for the wild bunch sorry the hole in the wall gang oh yeah that's one of the historical inaccuracies the wiki's pointed out yeah anyway um yeah. so the who um, cares i mean it, it works with the hole in the wall works hole in the wall i know but it's better. still one of those things where it's like okay so it was very obviously somebody came to him and said they're making a movie called The Wild Bunch. We can't have the same thing. Change it. Probably. Yeah. Um, or they, they, he made the decision or whatever. Right. Um, so after that, uh, they decide to go to Bolivia because apparently they can't take being chased this whole movie. Yeah. So um, they go to Bolivia and, you know, they the uh, um, Butch Cassidy has this assumption that, you know, Bolivia is paved with with payroll and all that stuff. <laughs> That's right. Um, since they're, they're yeah. pulling things out of the dropping the tin, tin, gold, copper, whatever, falling out of the ground. Yeah. Shooting out and people are just picking them up off the streets. Yeah. Making payroll. A lot of payroll to rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it turns out, yeah, nope, still kind it's of a, a... It's a bust. It's kind of a hole. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they do fairly well for themselves. Well, eventually, um, yes. Yeah. But I love what... I love what, what uh, Sundance says as after they've gotten out of the train and the he's first time he gets standing there, in the movie standing there in the hog pen and he's looking around <laughs> like what if this is the garden spot what if people travel for hundreds of miles <laughs> to come here yeah <laughs> it can't be all like this how do you know it isn't how do you know it's not worse yeah right exactly yeah which... um yeah I love I love that too there, and that's and that that's the kind of stuff that that sustains that keeps sustaining this film throughout there were two. For me, there were two sort of incongruous moments in this film, uh-huh. um, and both of them. Well, one of them sort of not the iconic image from the film, but close to it, and the other is just sort of like, "What in the fuck was that that just happened?" Yeah. All right. So, 
two, they're three quarters of the way through the film. They've decided that they're going to go straight because they see a guy in a white boater yeah. while they're in Bolivia and assume that it's the lawman that has come to Bolivia to hunt them down. Right. And they decide, you know what? We'll just go straight. We'll fuck with them. We'll get, we'll get, what if there's not ever another job? Then he can't come after us. Yeah. So they decide they're going to get jobs. They hook up with this American at a mining company who, to guard payroll. And, and a little piece of irony that I pointed out. I love I love the irony of that of yeah. that moment where he's you know he actually mentions that the bandidos Yankees are people that have robbed his payroll before. <laughs> so <laughs> and he hires so he hires the bandidos Yankee to uh, to uh, guard his payroll mm-hmm. unknowingly. Yeah, and he gets killed. The miner and their yeah. way up the mountain in a very nice. Uh, right before there's a very nice little uh, gag where um, they're they're walking with their hats down in front of the bank, oh, implying that they've robbed, they that, they bank robbed that bank before. Yeah, um, you know. So so they're going back up the mountain. He gets shot, and they have a they have sort of a gunfight with the uh, with the robbers. Throw throw the money up the hill to distract them, and then come back and. Uh, Give the give these bandits a chance to lay down their weapons and, and run. Yeah, which they don't do, mm-hmm. and they shoot them in the only slow motion, blood popping death scene in the film. Yeah, all of a sudden, right there, three quarters of the way through the film, they shoot shoot a bunch of guys, and a bunch of them fall down, and it's all like, ah! and, then, and then one guy they cut to a guy who goes with his chest blown open <laughs> and he's just standing there in slow motion and then falls down in slow motion and then a bunch of guys roll down the hill cuz they're all dead and it's like where did that come from um i think that just might be a leftover of you know the style in the 70s or you know it it could be it could have been a a, a style it was just it was just weird cuz it just suddenly happened yeah there's no other there's a lot of other people get shot in the film yeah lots and lots of there's people. a lot of other things that happen they you know there's moments of comedy there's moments of drama there's there's all this stuff that happens and guys then, get shot off of horses but none of them go boosh ah, and fall off the horse and then the dust is in slow motion or anything like yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just this one one bolivian bandit yeah that gets killed and yells and his heart he's got a big pink Ketchup gun shooting out of his... Yeah. Everybody got <laughs> smarter there did catch up that got, day. Got that one. Um, so, the second incongruous moment for me is when they're getting shot up going for the uh, bankroll... Or for the, for the mule that's got their extra ammunition yeah. on it. And... It's where, if there's a part of the film that actually falls apart for me, that that's it. That's where it just sort of, it's like, it's not that they didn't need to get wounded. It's not that they didn't need to have this sort of, I don't know, Hollywood-imposed comeuppance or historically-imposed comp- uh, comeuppance at the end of the film. It's just that it didn't fit with the tone and I would have been equally dissatisfied if they had, say, lived or something like that, certainly. But, but because you know they were actually gunned down by the pavilion, 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 pavilion. Yes, the pavilions. They were in a pavilion. They were in a pavilion in Bolivia. In Bolivia. Yeah. All right. So, so they were gunned down by the Bolivian army after having robbed a bullshit mine. <laughs> um. So, but they, you know, so that actually happened. 
but it just there was just something about the way that scene was constructed that it just kind of was like yeah no i don't it's not really it doesn't really work yeah which is fine yeah, yeah and yeah. then and then they get up they run out of the the last freeze frame the last image that. of that movie yes. is the poster right yeah like i said anybody who says trailers reveal too much about movies now has absolutely no idea what they're talking about because trailers have always revealed everything about every movie. That is true. And, all right, so there are some exceptions, of course, by whatever. Write us and tell us what they are, please. Right before we watch this movie, we'll watch three trailers, and I can tell you, I could probably tell you the whole fucking plot from just on those trailers. In in many cases, yes, you can. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah, so it's it's Might be a little skimpy on details, but you can tell sometimes from the movie what... You know, from the trailer, I can give you an idea. You can look at it and go, plot. "That's that's a climax moment. That's that's a that's know. the reveal." Um, this yeah. was something that I'm pretty sure that the director said, "Do not put this in here. Um, <laughs> do not put in this trailer. So, God okay. damn it! Why'd you put it in this trailer?" So, um, where are we? Where are we? We talked a little bit about the script. Yep. Talked a little bit about the 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 actors. Covered the plot. Covered the plot. Oh, um, hey, let's talk about the music. Okay. Um. Huh. When I was five... Yes. You saw this movie for the first time, because it came out when you were born. It, yes, it did. And uh-huh. I saw this movie on television mm-hmm. for the first time, as as we do. I believe I was in Germany. Uh-huh. And I just absolutely love the fact that Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head <laughs> was in this movie. Oh, my God. I love that song. I still, to this day, I love that song. That song is like... That I know is all like, the words to that song. That, that movie is... That, that song is just 70s written all over it, isn't it? Well, yeah. 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 I mean, it's it came out in 69, but it, I, I'm well, assuming that this is the first, like, was it the first, uh, was it the introduction of the song? They wrote this song for Butch Cassidy um, and Sundance It's Kid? credited in the film, uh, being, being, uh, B, the B.J. Thomas film, uh, B.J. Thomas? I think it was B.J. Thomas, um, song in the film, and it, I believe it was written for the film. Okay. But, much like The Graduate, which True. had the Simon and Garfunkel songs. Yeah. Um, and many other films from the team, uh, Easy Rider, true, okay, came out this year. So we're seeing a, we're seeing a move to music in films that isn't necessarily, you know, it's not Ricky Nelson in in Real Bravo singing a song in a jailhouse to the audience, <laughs> acknowledging the audience. Yeah, um, it's not Elvis in Viva Las Vegas. Performing, singing, a... singing an Elvis song in the middle of a, a movie, yeah. or or Love Me Tender. You know, it's not, it's not a movie. It's not a musical. Yeah, and it's not sung by a character in the film. It's just music, a music bed. But the thing is, is that the thing that always kind of bothered me was um, putting contemporary music, music of the time, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah, in fil- in historical fiction films or in films that were before. I understand. I do. I, I get Even, that. I do. Yeah. Um, that, it's very difficult that though because because if you were to do that, you would yeah. get you would get a film with a musical soundtrack with songs like the miner was singing when they were going down the mountain. Yeah. If you hit your wife, hit your mother with a shovel, she's not gonna. <laughs> I don't remember it, what the punchline like, was. The song basically, she's not gonna. You know, she's not you know gonna what? have that you in fine. mind. That, you know, <laughs> you know, but that you know, you get and and that has happened. Um, yeah. You know, Cold Mountain had a number of songs in it. Yeah. That were that were period songs, period sounding oh, songs um, performed by modern artists. True. Um, oh. Yeah. Um. Uh, ba 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 Um. God, I can't remember the name of it now. Um. God damn it. Uh. 
It had George Clooney. Um, it was Soggy Bottom Boys. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Yes, had a lot of. Um, yes, it did. Yeah, but that was music also that was performed by characters in the film. True. Okay. True. You know, so there was um, that, and it was it was kind of about. Okay, you know, a um, bit about the assassination that. of uh, Jesse had, James had period music. Had period yes, music. and I, I I enjoy both. I enjoy films when they can make that. There's uh, there's so many films of this period of any period really. I mean, uh-huh. they're doing the same thing now in television. Have you noticed that really pretty much every fucking television show, <laughs> every single fucking episode has a scene where we have a mournful song playing over some sort of montage of characters doing things now would that seem i think you're mistaking every episode of every show with house (laughs) no no because house was one of the big ones that did that Uh every every and then and 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 uh god what the name the the gray's anatomy all these different shows have the have these moments in them now where they're doing a song walking dead Mournful this, piano this music. Season, no, song songs. Song this songs? This season. Oh, you didn't really watch this season. No, I really oh, didn't. okay. Well, I was, watch it now. You can be pissed off about it, too. I was more focused on like, like writing my own shit that was better we're than cleaning, that. We're cleaning the prison for the last time, and now there's going to be a song, and it's like, loud as somebody. Who's making that music? Isn't everybody who makes music dead? Isn't that the kind of the point of the show? Yeah, I think so. What's like the Walking the, Dead? They've yeah. got a radio. They've got a radio on. No, it's not. It's not, it's not played. Really, it's not played that way. It's just no. a sound. It's it's a stylistic choice. Yeah. It's a it's a sort of like, you know. Okay, you know now, now here, here's a music bed. Let's do that. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh huh. You know, raindrops keep falling on my head. I have a I have a special fondness in my heart for it. Uh huh. Because it was in the movie when that I was watching when I was five. Yeah. And. I love that song. And I sang that song all the time. My parents remind me constantly of how much I love that song. <laughs> I was reminded today of how much I love that song. It is a dumb song. It is a dumb song. It's really awful. It's a but dumb But you know what? Song. I love it. That, and I really like the chase music when the Bolivian police force is chasing... Oh, the acapella The acapella choir, choir thing with the bubble buzz. <laughs> Sorry, I just that exactly, was dirty rock. My bad. Yeah, no, that's fine. But it's the same but, damn thing. But I love, I love that song too. I always have. I, I get, a, I, I smile when I hear it um, on one of my Pandora stations that I listen to when I'm working. Nice. You know, it's this sort of '60s loungish sort of thing. Is just it, you know. But hey, what are you gonna do? I also like Herb Alpert and Tijuana Brass and Burt Bacharach with instrumentals. God, you're so fucking old. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm just that cool. You just put on a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, okay. Oh, wait, well, there's supposed to be a joke before you do that, right? Is there? I don't know. Uh, anyway. Um, so, okay. So, this film um, de- definitely was a lot of fun. Uh, would you would you agree that it's probably a lot better than the other stuff that we've been seeing that came out in this year? Um, um, I definitely liked Butch and Sundance better than The Wild Bunch. I certainly liked it more than Easy Rider as well. And I, I, I enjoyed it more than Easy Rider. Mm-hmm. Easy Rider would, thir- would qualify as a thoroughly experimental film Absolutely. when compared to this. I mean, this is definitely a studio picture. Yeah. But so was Wild Bunch. I mean, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, it, was yeah, the competing, yeah. it was the competing yeah. Western that year. So, um, yeah, so you have you have that to it, but it just it works, and when it works, it works, you know. And 
there's so many films that are derivative of it. There's characters that have been built that are direct, you know, direct descendants of these two guys. You mentioned Harrison Ford or, or Han Solo earlier. Harrison Ford in general. Yeah, kind of. You know, he I mean, does. He does. He he, he plays. He plays. He's the personification of those two of those two gentlemen. <laughs> he's just. He, well, I mean, all of his characters are these rough and tumble, not just a, not angry all. dudes. Not I mean, all of them. Recently, he's been a lot more angry. But um, yeah, he does get a lot angry. He he's been he's been angrier as, as he's been older. Yeah, but know. that's probably just you know we want you to play angry Coop that's, more. That's the that's the roles he's he's that's the roles he's getting. Yeah. You know, or um, the roles he's taking. Who knows what he's been offering? Yeah, good point. So, um, has he ever smiled on camera? Who? Harrison Ford. No. No. Yes. I guess once. Smiled in Star Wars. Oh yeah, that's right. Never mind. Jesus. <laughs> he got it. He got it done. He got it. That's all. He hey, smiled. That's... He smiled in American Graffiti. I haven't seen American Graffiti. I know. It's You'll on there it. though. He's, he's, it is. It's yeah. coming up pretty soon. Yeah. So, um, Star Wars is on here, isn't there? Oh yeah. Are we gonna want, are we gonna dig out the VHS and yeah. watch the original one? I I guess I don't know what we're gonna do. No. We'll probably do that. You know, Disney is actually rumored that they're gonna re-release um, the originals instead of. Um, Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about that right now. I know you don't want to talk about that, I'll be, but it, it'd be, I'll be angry nice. in in less than twelve parsec. Zing. <laughs> I'm not doing any more podcasts with you. <laughs> Just. No, I just... And our audience was stunned. <sighs> I hate you. Although, although they're probably going to be stunned when they actually have heard this because it's been another two-week gap. Holy shit, another podcast. Yeah, what? Oh, no. Oh, no. What's going on? Maybe we should Maybe we should just have it We release every two weeks. No, because then we'll be doing this for four <laughs> freaking years. <laughs> Uh, uh, we're we're working on a schedule to get our get ourselves out yeah, the kind of, uh, a little bit farther ahead of these things. You see, unlike mo- um, folks, unlike most podcasters, we have jobs and other things that we need to attend to, like ooh, burn. <laughs> you know, family, <laughs> friends, significant others. Ouch! Yikes. So as such, we may not be consistent with our content as many other podcasters might be. Yeah, well, we'll just be we'll just have to be content with being you know on the bottom tier. You know what? Something. I'm all right with that. All right then. All right. So, do you want to talk about anything else? Um, next week we'll be watching and and talking about uh, Shawshank Redemption with Morgan Freeman. With Morgan Freeman. Nice. Yes. When did that? When did when did Shawshank Redemption come out? Because Morgan Freeman looks exactly the same. 90, so I can't. I want to say ninety four. Okay. So that film is as old as I am. Uh, yes. Okay. And then after the, after Shawshank Redemption, we have... Saving Private Ryan and A Clockwork Orange. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an awesome couple of weeks. Wow, okay. So stay tuned, because eventually we will have those posted. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, you're a dick. No, come on. Oh, well, okay. Anyway, um... Is that it? Yeah, that's really it. All I mean, right. I've got so nothing. if you've got, you know, comments or questions or whatever, hundred or something at gmail.com. Uh, like I said before, you can follow us on the Twitters at Mr. Bowen and he's at the underscore fro. When I tweet, if when ever. You, which, you know, and uh, there's going to be, there's a Facebook page and it has nothing on it. So enjoy that. <laughs> uh, it's fabulous. Um, and a website coming really, really soon at some point before the contract expires for the current website. Oh, shit. Uh, which is at the end of the year. So I've given myself quite a 
quite a nice padding of time. So you don't it means early December is going to be very very busy for me in the website <laughs> building business. <laughs> and other than that, folks, uh, that's that's pretty much it. All right. Yes. All right. What do you think? Fooled him again? Uh, you think so? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we fooled him. Excellent. All right.